Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. It's me. Hi. This is my podcast. It's me. Andrew and Noah are waiting by patiently. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the show. It's the Glazer Podcast. It is Monday, and it is the first Monday since uh, Taylor Swift released her new album, Midnights, which has been my obsession over the weekend. I talked to Noah about it. I talked to Brenna about it. We are, um, I'm, I'm Noah, I feel like, has become a convert. Um, uh, since this album, Noah, what is, what are your thoughts? I mean, you you got into it. I feel like for me, which is so sweet. Uh, well, a couple of things. One is I like the best way that I can describe her voice on this album is like very like velvety. Yeah, and I like that. Like the album has like a like a like a theme. It's not too poppy. It's it's kind of like dark in a way, and and her lyrics yeah. are very visceral. So yes. surprised. Good oh, lyrics. That's what we love about Tay Tay is those visceral lyrics. In this album especially is next level self-awareness, next level darkness. Um, you know, even in her song, the anti-hero song, you know, the first verse is about my depression and when I 
go into a depression. All of the people I've ghosted are in the room with me. And then she goes into being, I'm a covert narcissist. And I mean, it gets like very, and then she has a whole entire song about how she tricked a guy into loving her. The whole song is about like getting to, I do. She's like, it's called mastermind. (laughs) Even Taylor's reading that book. She really, I mean, someone said she took a line from like your state and the monster on the hill or something. Everyone's um, like, yeah, every sexy baby. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on the hill. Um, Yeah. Okay. I just want to say sexy baby originated. I did not steal it from that, but I think it was just like, I definitely heard it before, but I, I do say that Halsey sings like a little sexy baby. And I think it was first on 30 rock. Was okay. um, there's a, a character that's like because a lot of people wrote to me this weekend were like she definitely listens to the podcast sexy baby and I'm like <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I said that knowing that people that I, I wasn't like inventing that I I hope that no one thinks that I stole that I just I I think of sexy baby is like a part of the zeitgeist of the way we talk about girls' voices now so I hope no one thinks that I think that I created that but um, if it was the first time you heard it from me it doesn't mean you're wrong but it is a part of the zeitgeist that people say that I think I first heard it on 30 Rock but um, the anti or the um, mastermind song though is like you know the all it was funny Noah rewrote the lyrics this weekend uh, because I said it to both her and Anya being like this song is about getting to I do and Anya was like no way I'm like well no it's not actually about like, that would be insane but Noah rewrote the lyrics and because <laughs> Anya hadn't listened to it yet and Noah was like but I mean these lyrics are pretty insane she was like the, she, she sent it lyrics and she goes what if I told you none of it was accidental which is one of the actual lyrics and the first night that I saw you I made eye contact for five seconds I kept asking you questions about you without mentioning of without mention of myself 90 days of no sex with without exclusivity because I'm a mastermind <laughs> <laughs> was that and, chapter four yeah and, and and she wrote wow these lyrics are from chapter one of getting to i do and then Anya wrote oh shit wow the rules too don't doesn't the rules say five seconds or maybe that's pat allen i think she's secretly obsessed with you nikki and noah's like no i you would think that taylor swift would write no no sex without exclusivity yeah. for 90 days <laughs> yeah. she's like i went to kirkwood high school I dated a guy on and off for eight years. (laughs) I mean, I was on last comic standing. It's like, this feels like me. Yeah. Well, I have to say that the album does feel like me, but it is not because I think she knows anything about me or I feel like every woman of my age or like anywhere in the wheelhouse, any woman really that, uh, it can relate to this. It talks about depression. It talks about feeling like self-loathing. It talks about feeling not good enough. It talks about feeling like you have to trick people into liking you. It feels like it talks about, um, there is one song though that I don't think most people can relate to that does feel very me. And it's called, um, I'm worth $400 million. Rain. Um, it's called Midnight Rain, and I doubt that there's a lot of high school girls uh, relating to he wanted that. Uh, wait, what is the lyrics? Um, it's about, a, you know, like dating a guy who just wants a simple life and you want to be famous or you like have a more complicated life, I guess. But it actually says uh, he wanted it comfortable. I was chasing that fame. Da-da-da. So it's talking about like and pain. And pain. You oh, yeah. And also, pain. I love pain. Um, but I think a lot of girls like pain. So maybe they could relate to it. I mean, 
these that was the one I was just like, holy shit. Like, um, you know, she says, my boy was a montage, a slow motion love potion, jump, jumping off things in the ocean. I broke his heart because he was nice. So I think like girls can relate to letting go of a guy because he's too nice. But also I can really relate to like not... I, my lifestyle is the opposite of a guy who wants to jump off things into the ocean. Like, I do not want to do that. Chris is always jumping off of things. Andrew, you date a ledge head. Like, doing, like I don't want to date a guy who's like an outdoorsy person. Or I do date one, but, you know, that's like the difference between our speeds and like the <laughs> lifestyles we chose. Um, but I really love that jumping off things in the ocean. I was like, oh my God, that is like every guy on Raya or when I used to be on the dating app. So it would be like jumping off of things like outdoors. Off a boat, I would, off, a yeah. boat off a ledge, off a cliff, off a rope swing. Uh, off their ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just anything. Yeah, Get away. Just rebounding over to me. I was, um, I would always be like, oh God, I can't. And then she talks about a lot. Of, I mean, she is a 30 four i'm guessing 33 or 34 1989 30 um three year old woman that is not married um has been with the same guy for six or seven years is not pregnant yet and i don't think there's many women out there who can relate to that at 33 um not having kids being with a guy long term and not getting married not getting engaged that i very much relate to and um you know even in the song midnight rain she says it came like a postcard, picture-perfect, shiny family, holiday, peppermint candy. But for him, it's every day. It was just like, she's talking about like these lives that other people have that she just didn't want. And he was like, and then in this, you know, in the chorus, it's like, he wanted a bride. I was making my own name, chasing that fame. He stayed the same. All of me changed like midnight. And just also like the idea that men don't really change. <laughs> they like kind of... Dag, like it's harder to get men to like maybe this isn't you know maybe you should go talk to someone and and work on things to change yeah. it might be better for us uh i related a lot to all of it and i just am obsessed with this album i mean i'm guessing andrew you've been hearing it on repeat too this i weekend. have been hearing it um i <laughs> My only problem with it for my ears, for some reason, the music that she chooses behind it, I have trouble hearing her lyrics like compared to folklore and evermore. Like I, I love her, how she writes. And for some reason, like something isn't registering with my ears of like the tone. That's she's why choosing. you got to listen to lyrics. Like you got to read the lyrics with. Yeah, it. I almost have to read it because it's been that's the only that's what thing everyone that, like, does. Though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't read while I'm driving. You know, that's when <laughs> that's I'm listening point. to it. That's when I'm listening to it. Yeah, and, uh, that's a good point. And I feel like the songs, like the music she's chose behind it, like they kind of bleed into each other where like I and that's like my only complaint. I mean, I, I've enjoyed listening. It makes me calm. It, I, I'm relaxed to it. I like driving to it. Yeah, but I feel like with this album. I can't, you know, it's just not slow and simple. You like, I mean, look at who's behind you, Willie Nelson, just simple. And a guy on a jet ski, though. So I speed it up sometimes. But, yeah. Uh, jump, yeah. Off, jump off things into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, she is, I first heard it from my dad being like, she talks too fast. It's too fast. Too many, too many lyrics. And even Anya said something about it yesterday, being like, there's too many, she's talking too much. And 
I love that. I, I <laughs> you've never I, done that. <laughs> that that's another realization yeah. I had, Mickey, from listening to the album, and then you telling me there's like seven other bonus tracks. Yes, I realized yeah, that the like three AMs. Yeah, yes. like there has been like a gap for me. Like I could have filled in a gap of knowing you better if I would have been like more invested in Taylor Swift because there's so many. You have so many similarities with her in yes. a way. Yes. It's the it it is like that's why like when my friends are a little reticent to listen to her or my boyfriend or my family, I'm like, then you don't care about knowing me. Like it it actually feels like you don't want to meet my dog or something. Like it would be <laughs> I'm trying to relate it to someone who does it. Like it would be like you have no int- it's this it's this way it's like reading my diary. That's how I feel about Taylor Swift. Like the that's that's how I'm that's the way in which I'm sensitive. That's the way in which I feel the things around me it just is i i wish it for everyone i wish everyone had this thing and i know i'm not alone i mean that's why she has such maniac fans is because we are all (laughs) we all just feel so seen and like you know i i had so many this is the best weekend because i had so many people reaching out to me about her and telling me the songs they liked asking what songs i liked like i it was just so fun karma is a cat I like Karma that is a cat. I love that. Chilling <laughs> in my lap, purring in my lap because it loves me. Karma is my boyfriend. That's a really fun, fun one. That's a fun song. I like um, what's the one? Uh, uh, the the fight. The which one? It's it's something fight. The greatest fight. The greatest war. Oh, the great war. Yeah, Yeah, that one's good. I really Um, like that one. So my ranking as of today is um, I put it on my Instagram last night, but it's worth going over. And I know some people are like, we don't care, Nikki, talk about anything else. But um, (laughs) it is number one is Maroon. Um, I I think it just captures like being in love and... Um, it's it's definitely about the night she met Joe Alwyn, her boyfriend now, and how uh, she Aww. and and that that song Mastermind is also about that same night of how she like concocted this night to like for them to meet. And Mastermind is so good because she just is so honest. She's like, "What if I told you that none of this was fate? Like we did not end up in that room together because it was just a way- crazy night. I planned it. I planned that touch of your arm. I planned like." And I just relate to that because I think so many, like even with Chris, he doesn't realize how much effort I was putting in before <laughs> we got yeah. together. And part of the lyrics in Mastermind that I love so much are, uh, it's the bridge. And she says, when, nobody wanted to play with me when I was a little kid. And so I have been scheming like a criminal ever since uh-huh. to get them to laugh and like me. And uh like that's why I and then she uh, on her song Dear Reader at the very end she pretty much says Dear Reader like um, she's talking to us being like don't trust someone who's mental like who's not well like who you shouldn't don't look to me for like your life purpose and like for guidance I don't have it figured out either like I am not a reliable narrator narrator and, and then it kind of like flips everything on its head at the end she's like she's given us this whole album at the end she's like but don't don't take me too seriously. And how could we? I mean, she's, uh, we do take her seriously, but she, I, you know, work so hard in my stand up to be so brutally honest. And this album made me realize I'm not even close to getting uh, to this level of it, of like artistic, brutal honesty. It was like, 
it has inspired me. It's inspired my stand-up this weekend. I was like, I want to like go harder and deeper. Like it's nice because I always think I've revealed everything, but not like my character defects and my flaws and like those sickest parts of myself. To say that you're a covert narcissist as Taylor Swift, I mean, I think that is the most revealing thing she has ever said about herself. And she is saying it from a perspective of like her self-loathing herself. Like she's calling herself one. And so she's maybe in the way that I'd be like, I'm so fat. And you'd be like, Nikki, you're not. You're like, she's doubling down. So she's maybe exaggerating because she doesn't really think she's one. But to even throw that out there is interesting because no one, people have speculated that maybe, you know, her haters might think that about her, but no Swifties are, have ever thought that. And for her to feed that to us is very interesting. But mastermind, um, yeah, she's like, all the wisest women had to do it this way because we were born to be the pawn in every lover's game. If you fail to plan, you p- plan to fail. Strategy sets the scene for the tale. I'm the wind in our free-flowing sails and the liquor in our cocktails. I liked that line because I'm like, oh, she's like, I pictured her like getting him drunk and like, I mean, which I don't think she meant by that lyric. What if I told you none of it was accidental and the first night that you saw me, I knew I wanted your body. I laid the groundwork and then just like clockwork, the dominoes cascaded in a line. What if I told you I'm a mastermind and now you're mine. It was all my design because I'm a mastermind. Holy shit. I love it. It's just so honest. Yeah, I feel like also, I don't know if it takes away from the romance or whatever like if i learned that oh you know i actually planned some of this stuff i would almost be like that's even more romantic that you actually strategize to get my love like there's something really romantic to it that you put time in and did homework to get my heart you know what i mean like i don't really mind that that much you know well, it's, if I was, it just if speaks I was in to like how little men have to do because she's right. Women do have to try harder. Men just kind of like are like, I'm not saying all of them are, but you guys kind of just we we have to look like we're not planning things and everything is accidental. But it is. I mean, Noah, how much fucking thought did you give Avi and yours relationship in order to get it to end up the way it is? I mean, it was a full time you know. job at times. <laughs> You were with me. It was, but he would never know that unless, I mean, maybe now he knows it, but he would never suspect all the amount of work and talking about with your friends and reading books and journaling about it, memorizing things, ultimatums to give him written by Pat Allen. And like, (laughs) but it all comes off so casually. Like you didn't care. I mean, that is, it's Chris. I used to, he still doesn't believe me that I was so in love with him and I had to figure out a way to get him to see me sexually. So I wrote a sketch in which I would take off my shirt so that he could see I had big boobs in front of him. <laughs> and he still doesn't believe it. He still thinks that Allison Brie bit I did was all like, Oh, it's just a good idea. But he was producing it. And I was like, I got to figure out a way to get for this guy to see my body. Cause he's not seeing me sexually. He's seeing me as a coworker. I need to get topless. And I didn't get totally topless, but I had a nude bra on and you could see what was happening. Mm-hmm. And he still thinks that I, he's like, I think you just make that story up. And I'm like, no, I would have pitched something entirely different. It started with <laughs> what can I do around Allison Brie? Because that was the segment he was producing that would get my top off. And I wrote an entire thing around that. Um, Why do I love giving things. nine blowjobs a day? I wrote that for you. Like, I know it's. <laughs> oh, you think I haven't said Chris. stuff like that? Yeah, 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 I know. No, I think you <laughs> have. not I think even it's an like- exaggeration. That's so <laughs> yeah. like or doing like stand up and you mentioned I will do certain jokes to get something across to a guy that I like back in the day like I mean 
there's so much overthinking because women just think so much and men don't as much. Last night we were watching Love is Blind. Have you Mm-mm. guys? It's so good. There's a new season out and it was funny. Chris and I were on the couch watching it and um, it's, you know, it's there's a wall up. These two people can't see each other. You guys know the premise. And then they get engaged before they even see each other. And these people fall madly in love. It's so wild. And um, and then Chris last night was like, he never does this, but he was so cute. He was like, what would you like? Because part of the thing, they were getting to know each other. And they're like, what what should people know about you? What should I know about you? If we're going to be in a relationship, like what are the things? And then he was like, what would you tell someone across the wall? Like what to know about you? And we had gotten into a little tiff earlier on in the day. So I think it was on both of our minds. Like, are we going to share the things about ourselves to someone that we haven't met? Like we haven't been in a relationship with that led to the, like neither of us would have predicted. We are the people that led to that fight earlier today, but that is part of us that it, it was there even before we met. And so he was like, what would you tell someone? And I was like, I didn't really think about it because you just are like, what would I tell someone that I want to possibly be my husband that I'm meeting for the first time through a wall? I was like, you know, I would say Joe Rogan says I'm a lot. I change my mind a lot. I am very, um, I give people what they, I can be a people pleaser a lot of times. I can, I'm very sensitive. I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift. I, care about animals and I would wish that my partner would eventually want to go vegan. I messy. I am, can be really mean, like think really dark, cruel, awful thoughts. Um, and Sneaky I like, tits. and I love Columbine. Um, and I love and, Columbine. <laughs> and, uh, you just hear it, the door lock from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> he like adds another lock somehow. He's like, <laughs> He Can just we make starts this putting out more drywalling. Yeah, yeah, more drywall. <laughs> Are you in there? Yeah, I'm here still. I'm here. Oh my god, that that does remind me. There was one girl that's obsessed with exercise, and this guy is sharing about his like dad dying and like the biggest tragedies of his <laughs> yeah. life. And this girl is doing jumping jacks on the other side of the wall no. and like lunges. And at the end of it, he goes, "And by the way, I can hear you doing jumping jacks." And she goes, "Oh no!" And it totally ruins everything, as it should. I was so I was so mad at this girl. She's like obsessed with exercising. It's so lame. Um, but she's like doing like dips on the couch as he's like, and I was molested when I was four and she's like, Oh, and she's not out of breath because she's like a workout queen. Yeah. But he was able to hear it. Like the creaking of the couch. He knew. Um, but then I, I was, I turned the question and I was like, Chris, what about you? What would you, I go, Chris, what should I know about you? And I have like my notebook pretending to be the girl. And he goes, um, that I have a girlfriend that I really love. I don't even know why I'm on this show. Like I shouldn't be here. And I was like, trick question. <laughs> but trick no. question. Yeah. Did <laughs> but he really was, say that? You yeah, said that? he was just yeah. being funny. Uh, but then he, yeah, he gave a good answer. He he gave the perfect answer. It was almost like he said, it was a funny way in which he could account for his most annoying traits to me in a way that was like charming and funny. And he he didn't have to say like, it was his way of being like, I know this is hard for you to deal with and I'm working on it. And that was really, it was like the nicest thing that, and it, he started it. I was like very impressed by this little like fun couples exercise. So I do recommend watching Love is Blind with your partner and then yeah. break it out that question because it gives the person a chance to like atone for the annoying parts of their personality. We have to go to break, but we'll come back with more right after this. 
Besties, I don't know if you know, but I have a new tour that is happening right now. It's called the Good Girl Tour. It is sweeping the nation, starting out in Iowa this weekend. And then I'm in Reno. I'm in um, California. I have four different cities there. I am in Vermont. I am in Providence, Rhode Island, Memphis, Tennessee, Waterloo, New York, Hershey, Pennsylvania, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, St. Louis, Albany, Portland, Maine, New York, Hampton, New Hampshire. And then I hit Europe. So those are all the cities I'm going to be reminding you. If you know anyone in those cities, let them know. They have a fun night of comedy awaiting them just down the street. You can go to NikkiLazer.com for tickets. I would love to see you there. As always, there are meet and greets available. If you go alone, I will grant you a free meet and greet. You just have to write me. Going alone in all caps, your name and the city in which you're going to see me. Nothing else. You don't even need to write thank you. If you write anything else, it will actually um, make it so I don't see the message. But you must start the message with going alone and don't follow it up with anything because um, otherwise I won't see it. It's very weird how it works. So thank you so much and I hope I get to meet you. And if you don't go alone, meet and greet tickets are available at the merch booth. And I've got some sick merch this time around too. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to perform for you. I can't wait to meet you. Come on out. Iowa this weekend and California next weekend. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which 
It's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in L.A. And now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20 percent off your first show. 20 percent off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. All right, we're back. Uh, Busy weekend here in LA. I did 18 sets in six days. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're slowly getting back into it. 18 or 19. I How was your voice after so it was um, Saturday. It was like, I was like, I overdid it because I didn't also plan on working all day Thursday on a TV show that I did um, called That's My Jam, which um, oh. with Jimmy Fallon and um, Jay Farrow. And I, I, I don't want to give away the whole cast because it probably hasn't been announced. And they'll be like, don't give it away. Even it's like, no you one were on cares. that show before. Yes. So I just taped a second episode. They called me like the night before because um, I guess, you know, someone fell out. But it was I love getting last minute bookings because that then I dread it for weeks. Not dread it, but I like I'm like, what am I going to wear? And this way it was just like couldn't even think about it. Um, but it was really, really fun. And then on and then I had four sets that night. And then the next day I had to sh- uh, shoot this video for Vice. They're doing some um, documentary about uh, s- sex in the 90s. And so I did a, a, you know, kind of a talking heads type interview thing in downtown Manhattan, which is just, you know, the whole time we're rolling. I'm like, why would you shoot anything in downtown Man- or not, not, Sorry, downtown L.A.? Why would you shoot anything in downtown L.A.? Like we got interrupted by just a guy screaming um, another time by like a guy playing trumpet. 
um, by <laughs> a- ambulances like every three seconds. It was like, it was a nightmare. Like I couldn't stay to, I had to repeat everything twice. It was just downtown LA is scary. Hotel Cecil vibes. And uh, I'm sure there are people that live down there. I'm like, it's amazing. But yeah, I know that trumpet player. He's like, cool. He's like yeah. different. We had to go pay him to move. Oh, um, really? The, yeah. The PA That's went down. That's a smart move like, by him. He just picks the hot, like the most expensive yeah. building. It's like, it's I'll a- make $300. I saw this woman. She had the best sign, a homeless woman. She goes, too ugly to be a prostitute. And that was her Aww. sign. And I just, I, I wanted to give There's her all no the such money. Thing, honey. <laughs> I thought it was like the best sales pitch I've ever read. Yeah, on a, I, you on lo- a, on I love a, a good um, self-deprecating. I, yeah, the ones awesome. that are like, I am gonna sell, spend this on booze. What else would yes, I spend it on? Just like being honest. We like honesty. And too ugly yeah. to be a prostitute is, but that it's it's not true. If we've seen, yeah, what, I mean, look. I mean, it's. A I don't whole. want to give. I'm not trying to like tell her like, "Hey, get out there and do it." But no, I'll let her know. Um, <laughs> she's here. She's you gave here. her money though. Uh, and how almost. was the hand job? Oh, yeah, it was fine. It was a little <laughs> rackety. <laughs> rackety. I don't, I, I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> I mean, you look I, a little rackety. There's a tennis racket that seemingly looks like it's coming out of your skull from uh, behind you. The, that old that, thing. It's funny, you know what? Oh, it just <laughs> fell. Just fell. And you know what kind of racket it is? What? A head. Head. <laughs> ah! uh, uh, you don't even like tennis. Do you play tennis? I did for a little while, but now my hamstrings can't handle it. You know? Oh, okay. I got them tidy hams. Yeah. But they're, whatever. Yeah. No, I played a lot. I like, you know, I lived a retired lifestyle in Florida for like six oh, that's years. Right. And that's I would just right. play with a bunch of old people. Yeah, like literally, like fifty-five and older, just class group classes, and then was just that before me. pickleball took over? Because now everyone plays pickleball. This is pre-pickle. Yeah. Why did pickleball just suddenly come out? Like, who is inventing new sports? Uh, I think it's just a a mixture of ping pong and tennis. You don't have to try too hard. But where was it before? Why In squash? Is it, na- it was like squash. Like it was, you know, there were games similar that. Pickleball is like the poor man's squash, I guess. You know, it's yeah. anyone can play it. Mm-hmm. It's easy. I don't know. Yeah, it's blowing up. It's wild. Do um, you play it? A little bit. I mean, I would if anyone called me to be friends, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. I would play. I think it's a fun sport. Like yeah. it's um, but yeah. So you did four sets. So then you did that night, and then I did that then on Friday I did four sets, and then Saturday I did four sets, and last night I did one set and um uh, and also Saturday, I went to we went to breakfast with Chris's coworkers. It was so fun. And then we, um, I was walking down in Santa Monica and um, walked past this like kind of vintagey store with like cool old like sports shirts and like just my favorite kind of store. Like I love that's where I get a lot of my shirts. Is you pay, you pay like a hundred dollars for these shirts, but they're just like any band you used to be into any sport anything like and um but, but Chris it's like had already the called real her. material like that yeah. good half and half yeah you and just... this is an urban outfitters like trying to recreate things on a nice feeling shirt yeah it's yeah, like yeah, the only yeah. kind of age you can get from a shirt that's been around since 1986 like it has to have lived that life there's ways that they can kind of they try to recreate it you know just have yeah. like they pay a lady to stomp on it with heels but it yes. just doesn't 
It just doesn't do. Chris it. used to lay, leave his shirts out on his roof in Brooklyn for like a year, and the weather just rain and then snow oh, and like and wow. then he would get them in a year and they would all be like, what? You know, really? That's smart. They would be. I mean, that's a patient used but... as shit rags by the homeless, but <laughs> that's when you know they're good. Would, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you walk no, in and I it's walk like by everything the, no, I walked by the store and I kind of just was like, oh, I want to go in there. But Chris had already called our Uber and I was like, I kind of just want to go home. I had to pee so bad. So I walked by and then we're waiting on the corner for our Uber like a few blocks away. And I get a text from Scott Rogowski. If you don't know who oh. that is, he's a comedian and he used to be the host of HQ Trivia back when that was like oh, yeah. the Huge biggest deal. thing in the world. HQ Trivia, Chris didn't know about it. I'm like, how did you miss HQ Trivia? I think he was living in Dubai at the time. It was like the Wordle of video. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. It was like two years huge. ago. It really, yes, absolutely. And so um, Scott wrote, wrote me and was like, did you just walk by my store? And I'm like, oh, that's right. He has a store now. So it's called Quiz, Di- Quiz Daddy Vintage. And it's on Main Street in uh santa monica and i was like we'll cancel the uber and come back and so we went back in there it was so much fun just hanging out with him i i knew him from back in the you knew scott right i've met him like once or twice but he has his own store like he opened like a store store store. store. so this guy he's been collecting joe de rosa making the sandwich sandwich place yeah listen we can do everything comedians are just contain multiple sandwiches and old shirts we can yeah well (laughs) scott yeah had began collecting like in high school like he would just go to thrift he would go thrifting for himself and he would come across like a shirt that wouldn't fit him or maybe wasn't the team that he liked but he's like i can't leave this shirt for two dollars that i know if was if it was my team, I would pay yeah. so much. So he started just collecting these shirts and it just became his thing. He would go on the road, he would go thrifting and he amassed hundreds and hundreds of shirts, collector's items. And then he just decided, he like open, had a website in 2003 that didn't really do anything. And he was like, I always kind of, he, and he goes, I realized I have OCD. I was diagnosed with OCD. I was diagnosed with like ADHD. Like he was like, all of these things help me realize like, oh, I'm col- I collect things. Everything's in pristine condition. Like I am a- around like looking through the racks and he's like fixing the racks after I touch them. And I'm like, this guy, <laughs> and he goes, I just got diagnosed with OCD. I was like, I could have done that in 30 <laughs> seconds. He's like, after I-, meeting- <laughs> I could have told you this back in 2008 when I met you. Um, but he, he has the store. It's so awesome. And um, I found a sweatshirt. He gave me half off. It was really nice. And um, he had a hamster and a dog there. It's just a cool sh- store. And it was cool because Chris was kind of going reluctantly, like meeting my friends. And then Chris gets in there and Scott's like, you into Cardinals? Here's my Cardinals rack. You into Mizzou? Here's the Mizzou. <laughs> like he had so much stuff. Like, And there were people that just kept walking in being like, uh, do you have this like minor league baseball team that's you know 20 miles outside of Philly? And he's like, I think I do. Back on this road. Like, he's got everything. So <laughs> yeah, if that's you, great. Quiz Daddy, it's QV, Quid, QDV, QDV, Quiz Daddy Vintage um, on like Instagram. But I, it was so much fun. And then, um, and then yeah, Saturday night, a bunch of sets. And Chris came with me, ran around town. And then last night, I just had one set. And um, I regretted taking it because I just wanted... I'm, I'm staying out on the west side, so it's like 23 minutes for me to get to the improv from where I'm li- staying. And that's mm-hmm. with no traffic. And I, you know, I, the time of nights I'm leaving, there's no traffic. But it is just like it's an hour total commute to go do one set. 
And it's sitting in an Uber and the Uber sometimes smell or they just have like loud music. It's just like you can't, I can't be on voice notes. I can't be talking to friends. So there's a little bit of that that's annoying. But um, last night I thought there would be no one at the improv. It's a Sunday night. I It's the first time I've ever worn athleisure on stage because I was like on the couch watching Love is Blind. <laughs> My hair was wet out of the shower. I have no makeup. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go. So I, I grab my makeup bag. Taylor Swift song there. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good lyrics. It really was. Like, whatever she just said, listen back Athleisure, and add music. No makeup on the couch. Watching Love is Blind. I've got to do a set. It starts at 9.45. Oh, shit. It's 9.30 and I'm 23 minutes away. Texting Chris Burns that I'm going to be so late. So then I Chris get in the Uber. And, he lives in uh, L.A.? Yeah. And so he, it was his show. I get there. Ali Pat. Wong had just gotten off. So it is completely sold out. There are besties there that go, bestie. And these sweet girls that are so adorable were like there. And um, I got on stage and immediately apologized for my look, even though I look like most men. I put it like men wear exactly what I wear and it looks like they're dressed up. But me, I looked like a schlub. And, um, had a fun set. And um, and then came home and then um, all I've been able to do is think of Taylor Swift, though, like every morning I wake up with a new song in my head. I am about 50 percent of the lyrics memorized from 20 songs. And that is not that's without trying. I got to put in some more effort. I want to get them all memorized. I want to start. I'm just overwhelmed with what her <laughs> concerts are going to be, though. I just she has. She has not been on tour since before Lover, since Reputation. So we now have a, the album Lover that has never been performed live. Folklore, Evermore. All the re-releases from Red and from Fearless. And now um, Midnight's with the seven bonus tracks. There's literally a hundred new songs that are added to her repertoire of already 150 songs. I don't think anyone has more of a catalog of music than she does. And she, I'm stressed out about Setless. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's Apparently, coming, right? like, it's, it's you know, people were speculating, like, I work for the Bank of America Center, and someone has put her, th this place on hold for five shows in the summer mm. of 2023. So, it gonna happen. Pit and I'm very excited. Um, yeah. How was your weekend, Andrew? It was good. I did shows all weekend. Heather McMahon was in town. And so, I Love got... her. Dude, her crowds are just... I can't even explain the amount of cheetah I saw. Some of it, I think, was real. I think still alive. It was, <laughs> it was, it was fun. It was literally like ninety-eight percent women. I started playing a game. I go, "Are you gay? Are you DUI? Like, if your wife is going to get a DUI, like that's oh, why you." Oh, that's so funny. That's so. so funny. I just started playing with every guy, like gay or DUI, gay or. DUI. So now, I I had fun. I mean, it's just like so many women. Like it, I've never. It's and are they classic like comedy fans, stand up comedy fans, or is it a little bit of a half? Is this like, like their first comedy show? I think it's a little bit of that. They're very yeah. like, like encouraging. Like it yeah. almost feels like a like a TED talk kind of thing. And then they're like, oh shit, you're telling like left turn jokes, like like kind right. of thing. But um, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, she's so time. fun, and it, you had a good time with her. Did you guys like hang out during the day, do stuff? Uh, not that much, but like. You know, after show, we went to Sasha's wine bar like Thursday yes. night. And that that's a great, you know, St. Louis, nothing stays open past midnight. And I don't really I understand like these play. I don't L.A. is a, well, we gotta an get early up and farm. city. Too. 
Yeah, we have to get yeah. up the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like when places close early because then I get to go home early. There's no oh, pressure to it's, stay It's out. almost like a, a rainy weekend. Like we, yeah, Chris and I on Saturday true. were begging for it. It was so overcast. We were like, can it please rain so we have an excuse to stay inside? Oh, yeah, in but LA, you're right. It's like impossible. Yeah, It, it yeah. happened a little bit. It starts sprinkling on Saturday night. But yeah. Um, that's, that's just volcano ash. It's like, <laughs> or, or some tall like models crying. <laughs> tall models crying in LA. That was um. I forgot to leave out that one part of it. That was the most cool thing about this weekend is that you kind of there's not usually a lot of comedians in town or like headliners in town on the weekends because they're usually out on the road and so there's always like a, a couple and we're doing all the same shows. But Pat and Oswald and I last weekend. Or this past week, we're on the same, like, let's just binge sets. Like, we even talked on Saturday night. We were like, we've seen each other now, like, six times. We've been on the same show. Six times we were on the same show. Either he was bringing me up, I was bringing him up. And so, and we've known each other. He used to, he did my show, Not Safe, on Comedy Central. and But we really got to know each other this week. And it was so nice because it was almost like we were, like, the way that you and Heather were working together. Like, Patton and I were working together. And um, we... Uh, and then it all led to Saturday night and Pat and I were both like talking about like that's the best way to get material written is not to sit home and write, but it's just just book as many sets as possible and don't leave even time to think because we were talking about this theory of like he was like you and I read about it somewhere very recently, but they did an experiment where they had people who had never done pottery before. Um, work all month to make one pot. And at the end of the month, they work so hard, work on one pot. And at the end of the month, that will be your pot. And you could do it. You could start over as much as you want, but it's one. And then they had another group of people that did a new pot every day. And you just have to make a new pot every single day. By the end of the month, the people that did the, some people that were just on the one pot, some people nailed it by the end of it. But most the most successful people were the ones doing it every day and starting a new pot and just yeah. creating something every day as opposed to like, and I think that's why I struggle with writing songs is because I want that first song to be perfect when really I should just make a bunch of shit every day, write another shit thing. And then by the end of it, it will, I'll figure it out. And so I think we can all like kind of use that as an example of how to approach life is like, stop be obsessing over this one thing so much just make as much as possible and then you will slowly give yourself a little apprenticeship of what you want to accomplish and then when but you get and you make it then that pot eventually at the end of the month it's going to feel so fucking good because like you did so many little pots you know what i mean like it's the work that got there i don't know i think like but you yeah, want like the it I, you want I, the I song the to point, be great yeah yeah, yeah yes. you want you want the song to be great but it's like I don't know. I I just think like it's it's so hard to 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 put out a bunch of shit because it hurts, right? Like well, you don't put it out is the thing. You just <laughs> give yourself a month. Like if but you I'm were gonna give yourself up. a month to put out a stand up bit, you know, and you're yeah. like, I want this bit to be perfect in a month. Instead of just working on that bit or that set, you're like, like I just think that it's about just like working on just working all the time, like constantly yeah. just starting over and just, and not take, not being precious about your work, I think is mm -hmm. the thing. Oh, not yeah, being yeah. so like last night I got so mad. Like Chris and I were like, I was trying to get him to watch love is blind. I had to go do a set and he's posting something for the Courtney show. And he is not someone who like goes on social media a lot. 
and like knows the wild ways of it. But I think this is a very common thing for even people who do do it a bunch. But he is like, you know, he wants the music in the background of the story to be perfect. He wants the caption to be perfect. He wants the the clip to be exactly like the funniest parts. And I'm like, it doesn't matter that much. Like <laughs> he had been working on it an hour and I go, babe, I can't like you can't give this an hour of your time. Like no one people aren't even going to watch these. No offense. Like I just know how it works. It's on your story for 24 hours. It doesn't even last longer than that. You cannot. And then I just started like mocking him and like it was it became really fun because I'm like, oh, you still working on the music for it? For that little clip no one's going to watch. Like it was but it was he he need he needed me to kind of. I, I it was it's weird because it's like I don't want to insult something that he cares about and he's working on, but I also need to get it through to him like this preciousness is holding you up in life. And I'm projecting too, like being too precious about like I, you know, when I put out clips online, I don't I don't ever put out clips because they need I either put out a clip because I've just given up and I'm just like, whatever, I'm just going to put it up and I don't look at it at all. Or I've mm -hmm. just only picked the one that is perfect. And I think it just, you just need to put out more stuff. That being said, I just got on the camera today. And the first thing I bitched about was seeing like, I'm, you know, we're waiting to start the show and I come across someone's video of their stand up, And I, I've muted so many people on Instagram <laughs> from these shitty stand-up clips. I can't take it anymore. Talk about they're making a pot every day, and I, it does not hold water. It is. <laughs> I need to see something better than this shit. Like I don't I, see their final product ever getting better. I mean, what? I know why they do it, though. They do it well. I know why they put do it for the algorithm. No, not just that though. People don't want to, even if it matters or not. They don't want to release their actual material that would end up on an album or on a on a special so they put out crowd work because write more material that is my point write more material that you don't care about write jokes that are just for that town or something yeah. like this crowd work stuff has got to stop i am who likes watching crowd work unless it's someone throwing a, a can at your head i just can't <laughs> your crowd work clip was actually like had some substance to it but i'm i am just like I, no, there's some that are like eight seconds long. It's literally eight yes! seconds. And it's and like nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Literally. The crowd, no, the audience says something funny. <laughs> like the audience yes, member yeah. has the joke. And it's like, let's put that guy on stage. Can everyone? I'm just begging <laughs> besties who are savvy consumers. Don't give these people the looks watches anymore. Like, please. I, I, we, I just these people are getting too much validation for this stuff and like do not be tricked into thinking this is funny really assess it like is this funny could i have come up with something funnier in like three seconds you probably could have because this stuff a lot of times they'll just go they'll repeat the person and then laugh and then it ends yeah. on the comedian laughing <laughs> at the thing yeah, yeah, yeah if you watch a clip and it ends with the comic laughing and that's it, or just like just tr it's just i don't know general. maybe i'm jealous because i do i need to make more pots every day but it's just it's not I, well I can't you do have a, you're in a situation where it would be if you put up like let's say you have a great new two minutes if you put that up would you have to burn it because it will be on hbo it will be on netflix for you i wouldn't feel bad about no because no, people that watch hbo or people that watch fallon or people that watch they're not also they on all the platforms yeah. and they forget and and there's no law about that like no, it is no. shitty if you put a joke in a special and then you do it in another special there's no laws against it but it's shitty and 
everyone will know you're a piece of shit. But if you put something on Instagram and then it ends up in a special, no one, even in Can the comedy imagine? community, is going to think that you're lame. It's also, you like, stole that fan, joke from you. Yeah. <laughs> you you wrote that. Like like you plagiarized a, you. That's so as funny. a fan, it, it like makes me feel like oh, I'm a better fan because I've I've I liked that joke on Instagram. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 I think like some comics they'll do a thing where they go, uh, give me a topic at the end. So then they do all these topical topics. So then they have it for the for Instagram. So like especially during like check spots, they'll be like, What do you want to talk about? And someone will go, you know, Brad Pitt or fucking yeah, North Korea. Mark, Mark Normand is good at that because he writes jokes beforehand for, for those subjects. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. he gets lucky that he can think of something funny. But Mark Norman doesn't put up every fucking thing he says that might get a titter of a laughter. And, and I'm so tired. Like, there are people on Instagram. Like, I guess it's just me being, I just should be positive about all of it. Everyone's doing great. And I'm happy for everyone that they found a way. <laughs> that feels but so I, much worse. <laughs> I'm so happy that You're the so bar happy. for com stand-up comedy is so fucking low. And you know what? You'll see it when you go see these people live, how disappointing it is. They cannot, they will not be able to sustain an hour. Uh, crowd work is fun and you can get away with doing it and getting laughs for at least four minutes. But if you're not actually good at it, beyond that, you have to return to material. And these, if you are going to see someone that only does crowd work and uh, on Instagram, you're, I think you might be disappointed when you see them. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, as someone people who do it with do podcasting, work, even people will do like for TikTok, they'll be like, let's say like me and you, like we write like out like you say this, I'll say this, and mm -hmm. then you say that, and then we'll both end in and go, ha, you know. And that's real shit. Like people are like making fake contrived no they podcast. aren't really i swear if you go on tiktok you can see that it's like literally like made they're up they're making you know? scripted moments that <laughs> yeah, are everything's like... scripted the dances are scripted the conversation scripted but, what's so... real like couples going have you seen you know some of the couples that like set up things in the kitchen like they just happen and oh. it's the worst acting on earth <laughs> that uh, like... I, that's my favorite subreddit <laughs> it's something like not, it's one of my favorites it's it's like why was this being filmed? And it's like, it's just a subreddit that calls <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break. If you ever see it, like, let's take a minute to think. If you look at a clip and you're like, oh my God, that's so crazy that that happened. Think about why was this being filmed? Because it, otherwise it's probably fake if there wasn't a natural cam <laughs> like reason, unless a ring camera caught it, you know? Um, yeah, it's so, yeah. <laughs> everything is fake and it's exhausting and... I need to do more of it. I think that's why I'm resentful of it. I should just be positive. I should try to find the positives in it because there are so many things on Instagram that I love, so many clips and of people's that do delight me. But I, mm. I there just is something don't... nice that we both have partners that like they don't care about getting views or like they don't want to make those videos with us. No. Which I, sometimes I'm like, God, I kind of wish I dated a TikToker and then I'm like and then I watch a TikToker's video and I can only imagine how many times they went through it and it was the whole day I, that and I was, was like, that girl I'm that so I got jealous of I sent her to Noah the other day because Noah was like who is that girl that you said was so triggering and I was like proceed with caution and I sent it <laughs> but like her and her partner make so many videos together all the time and I was so jealous because I'm like and then you eh. think about it like really think and you're like thank God I could separate two things right like, yes. Thank God. yes I love exactly. that too. Like I have a boyfriend who doesn't care about being famous, doesn't, but also doesn't care if I am famous. Like that yes. is because that is such a hard thing to find someone who like appreciates 
people who are famous like he loves Patton Oswalt he was totally t- delighted this weekend that we get to hang with certain people and like we get to hang out with Patton Oswalt I got to talk to him about Young Adult which is one of my favorite films we got to talk to him about Veep which he is in and and just I mean it was it was so cool I talked to him about some theories I have about shooting my next special and he was like oh my god I want to direct your next like we were just like having we were broing down it was so fun That's and awesome. um but Chris was like Chris is able to appreciate those moments and not be like jaded by them and be like, oh my God, that was so freaking cool. But also like not care that, not care to be the center of attention, I don't, which I don't relate to at all. I could, I don't understand someone who doesn't <laughs> want to be in the spotlight. I'm so grateful there are people like that though, because it would be exhausting otherwise. <laughs> but you have the same thing. It's so yeah, nice. It is nice. I mean, uh, you know, it's, Sometimes I would, I mean, cause she, she is so much, she's gorgeous and obviously would help my, like my algorithm would be better the more I pose Brenna, but, but then I'm feel, also- I feel like when you do put the camera on her, she, it's not like she's like, no, please. Like she's down. It's up to you though, to like do it. Yeah. She's uh, not like, oh yeah. Yeah. But it's so fine. Like, it's just like, yeah, when you see it, it is like, oh, my yeah, God. Cool Can you it. imagine if she was putting up like thirst traps and like, oh love to like, yeah, do makeup tutorials where she's just like, you know, bent in front of the camera showing yeah. off her tits and like not it's not really about the makeup. It's just about guys like imagining coming on her like yeah, she's like playing with a hose in the yard. And I'm like, we live in an apartment building. How did you even get in that yard? Whose hose <laughs> yes. is that? You would be yeah. I mean, it would be so annoying to have someone as needy as you and I on the other side of you and I. It's just it would be great. It could only be one person like this in a relationship. Yeah, the other person likes to, needs to be out. a ledge head. OK, let's get uh, let's we'll do top one, bottom one when we get back after this. Yeah. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Let's do top one, bottom one. Noah, what's this category today? Today's category is pizza topping. Pizza <laughs> toppings, which, by the way, are the only things I eat now. I order, it's my new favorite food. I order a pizza, a large with pizza, pizza with, with a pizza ton of, with, with, yeah, ton of because veggies. it's two, and with a ton of veggies. Um, I don't do cheese because I'm vegan, and then I just eat all the toppings, and uh, then I get a side get salad. Sauce. And I have the crunch with the salad that I need that's like more of like it's not so wet. And oh, oh it is it. so good. I've done it. I, it's my new thing. I have no shame. And then I send and then the people, the, 
waitress comes to collect the plate and she's just like, okay. And I'm like, I know I wasted a crust, but like, it's too hard to explain what I want. And you guys don't have the ability to make it back there unless the crust is the plate. Yeah. But it's that my actually new makes fave. sense. Yeah. Yeah. The crust mm. just acts as the perfect like little bowl for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But let's talk yeah. about toppings. Um, um, let's yeah. start with bottom, the worst topping. God, it really depends on who's making the pizza too, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, like certain yeah. places like pepperoni would be great, but in other places they're too thick and it's like too much. Meat. Well, let's say where you go this is you're yeah. going to a new pizza place that you don't know yeah. anything about and you're just like you've heard they have the okay. best toppings. They worst, have the best version of everything. So let's okay. just assume they have the best version of everything. All right. So worse for me has it's going to probably be controversial mushrooms. Can't stand them. Don't don't like them. I don't understand the texture. I feel like I'm eating like a, like a rubber, like sole of a shoe. It doesn't do anything for me. I could still I thought you meant like dirt. the sole, like S-O-U-L. Like I did. The, the, a shoe's sole. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a shoe. Which is almost worse than the, the actual S-O-L-E. Because a shoe's sole is just like, I've been walked on my whole life. That's a mushroom. Yeah. And they claim okay. to be a fun guy. They're not. Yeah. Oh, fun. Fun, fun hey, guy. Hey, clip that, Noah. Just that part. Oh, my God. Yeah. We wrote it out beforehand. That was a great job, Andrew. You really Thanks. made it seem like just off the cuff. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, and What's, scene. Okay, cool. 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 We got it. We got cool. it. Cool. Um, mushrooms. Interesting. Noah, what is your least fave? I just want to like wholeheartedly disagree with Andrew's mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I do too. Ugh, I, I because knew it. Wait, let me just say if we're going okay, mushrooms, go, go pro mushroom. Tell me no, what's great about fresh a mushroom. mushrooms are amazing. Like a fresh mushroom. Like I want the mushroom <laughs> to be dry. I don't like marinated mushrooms. I don't like canned well, mushrooms. That's what a pizza that's mushroom disgusting. is. No, I, I get fresh mushrooms all the time on pizzas, and that's right. delicious. But okay. I don't like right. eating raw mushrooms, but I like cooked mushrooms. Yeah, but if oh. they're raw and they go in the pizza raw, they'll get cooked, <laughs> cooked in the oven. In the heat. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Glad we agree. My least favorite topping, which I find to be so disgusting on a pizza. Can I guess? Sure. Sausage? No. Mm. But you're close. It's chicken. I just chicken on I a am pizza. so disgusted by chicken and cheese. <laughs> It just grosses me. I, I, it's disgusting. <laughs> oh, that tickled me. I don't know why it tickled me. Really, Wait, really. So ugh. even like chicken, like um, um, a chicken parm. Like you don't oh, like that. No yeah. chicken, and, chicken cheese. and cheese. What do you like with chicken? Just barbecue. Oh yeah, that's fine. But just the thought of like two separate <laughs> animals coming together like that, like the chicken with like the milk that is supposed to be for like the baby calf. Like I, I just. It, it just disgusts me. I don't know. You're what about all, chicken you're so and close eggs? To being a vegan. Yeah. Oh man. Some chicken pizzas, chicken and broccoli, they would do with like ricotta. It's pretty good. Like I don't. Yeah, like I've never loved a cheese. chicken on a pizza when I used to eat chicken. Even like even the barbecue chicken pizza at CPK when I used to work there, people used to love that. And I get it, but it's not. It just doesn't feel like pizza. It just feels like an entirely different dish. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite topping is any yeah. kind of olive. I hate the cheese. Hell yeah. I hate. Wait, what did you say, Kanye? Uh, any kind of olive? <laughs> no, you said I hate the Jews, and I was like, oh, "What I does hate that the have to Jews. do?" <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> like, Jesus Christ, Nikki. I just picture like olives having like a lot of juice with them and I don't like it. But if I just, Ugh. and, and uh, the, the soul of an olive is just, it penetrates, it makes every, the whole pizza turn into an olive. I don't like it. Yeah, it it's like that gomen bit thing. with the grapefruit. Like it takes over everything. Yeah, and I hate but a people green that... olive. I don't never even seen that on oh, pizza, but that disgusts me so much to think of like the little pimento, like that little piece of that red part. Disgusting. Oh, the texture yeah. of olives. Just go fuck yourself. I don't. What? I don't mind an olive spread. Anyone that put olives on their fingers, those fucking freaks. Have you ever seen those people? <laughs> yeah, where they go. Blah, blah, oh, look at that! Blah, I got blah, olive blah, fingers. Blah, blah. My little brother used to eat them out of the can, and I was like, "I get it. I get uh, liking like I love I love eating gigantic amounts of pickles. I love eating um, pepperoncinis. It's got crunch. Um, Yes, it has crunch. It's not just like a home. Like it's just like mushroom, mushroomy, but almost more texture. Yikes! And the 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 taste is just so bitter. Uh, Not a fan. Um, And they're like they're so packed with like. I mean, I know they have a lot of good stuff in it for you, but like that—that's very a very caloric vegetable. Mm. For too much for me. Like I just—I I, I don't mind about a martini. It. I actually don't mind. I don't Ugh. mind olive taste or like the olive spread. It's the texture. Oh, I don't like any taste of it. I don't like olives. Yeah. I don't like pimento spread. Any kind of spread. Yeah. Okay. So that's mine. Um, let's do the best pizza topping. Oh, best pizza topping. I would have to say. Green pepper. What? Don't Green know why. Pepper? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't. I almost said, I almost said pineapple, and I thought that would blow the roof off. But. No, I mean, I guess people can go either, but green pepper, like. Why green pepper too? By the way, when I buy mini peppers to like eat out of the bag, they are red, they are yellow, and they are orange. There is no greens because green are gross. They have a different taste. Why are green peppers the number one pepper for pizza? Why not red peppers? Why not yellow peppers? Why not orange uh, peppers? I think I don't know. I think the green sticks out from the tomato sauce. Do you eat maybe? them on anything else? Do you eat green peppers in any other way? Of I your used life? to be addicted to pepper, green peppers. My grandma would cut them up. And I don't know. I loved them. I don't know. I was oh. really into peppers. Do you like red peppers and yellow peppers? Do you ever eat those? I eat them like an apple. I love yeah, them. I don't. Oh. I don't discriminate. I don't. I don't see. But there's color a difference between peppers. them, Andrew. Oh, there Do you is. Know the, dif- the taste of a green pepper is so different than a red or a yellow pepper. You don't know the difference. I honestly, I, I really don't. I'm not playing dumb here. I just, I never. Maybe that's the other ones what, are a sweeter. Green pepper is cheaper. It's always cheaper at the supermarket. It is, oh. and maybe that's why it's a more popular topping. Try next next time you do try a green pepper and a red pepper. Like, see how they taste different because they are mm-hmm. vastly different. I, green I peppers like are, have no p- sweetness pizza to too. Them. Onions oh, I are good love on pizza. Onions like a sautéed yeah. onion, oh. caramelized onion. Yeah, yes. caramelized onion. Fuck but I yeah. would think green God, I'm peppers so are so fucking hungry. I know Ugh. that sounds so good. Uh, Noah, what is your favorite pizza topping? Green <laughs> so, pepper. I, I don't know what I. I maybe I didn't go meat it. because you got because you're vegan. Maybe I didn't go. But you meat, would put but... meat. You would pick meat otherwise. Well, green pepper with pepperoni. So I guess they kind of go together. Like some of these best okay. toppings need a friend. Okay. And they come yeah. together as a <laughs> That's team. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm thinking about like if I would see this on a menu, I would definitely order it. Mm. And I got to say, I love figs on a pizza. Whoa. Whoa. Dude, Noah's wild, dude. (laughs) 
It's pigs. just wild. If I, I've never even pigs? seen a fig on a pizza. Am I not? I just am not in fancy enough places. Maybe I had a fig and bone marrow pizza one time, which bone marrow was bone surprisingly marrow? so good. Oh my god! I mean, I wouldn't eat it now, but that was delicious. If you are yeah. someone who eats animals, I would. Figs. They have the, like the drizzle, isn't it? Like drizzled with honey. That's the kind of pizza. It's like figs and yeah. usually with balsamic. Yeah, yeah, that's balsamic. Right. That's it. Yeah. Figs, do you know I are figs. I like wasps. Figs. They have wasps in them. What? Like a fig a fig cannot exist without a wasp dying inside of it. What? I don't know if that's I don't true. Know about that, that seems uh, like Google an... it. Google it. This is so true. I promise I, you. I think this is the most wild statement we've ever heard on this I, podcast. I would I do who wants to bet me? What's an apricot? Bunch of bees? Andrew. <laughs> that wasn't the line that we rehearsed for this clip. <laughs> Hey, go. <laughs> go. Go. look into it, Noah. Okay, there's look into it. Fig, wasp, fig. All right. I, well, I have to read. It's like a whole big article. I have to okay. read this. Well, we'll we have to will give- get to it. Are there wasps and figs? Here's everyone, the answer. Everyone. I recently dropped a fortune on a haul of purplish figs at the farmer's market. What was I going to make? What wasn't I going to make? I learned that many figs are pollinated by fig wasps and that those tiny bugs die inside each fleshy pod. The bounty in my fridge suddenly took on a sinister quality. I needed to know, were all my figs filled with dead wasps? The answer I learned is both yes and no. Okay. All right. Uh, figs have many secrets. They are actually inverted flowers. Each hollow ball of ve- vegetal tissue is lined with hundreds of tiny buds that bloom inside the pod. The flowerets in certain edible varieties produce a fruit-covered seed, which is what gives figs some of their iconic crunch. Technically, they're known as aggregate bud but who gives a shit. Um, <laughs> these days, many of the figs varieties that we buy in grocery stores and at the farmer's market in the U.S. don't require pollination. Okay, so the ones that don't require pollination. So what's the deal with fig wasp? Because sweet, shy figs bloom internally, <laughs> many of the 800-plus varieties across the world require an intimate type of fo- pollination to ripen into an edible fruit. All figs are made up of both male and female flowers, but the only ones, the ones we eat are generally harvested from dis- deociguous species deciduous no it's d-i-o-e-c-i-o-u-s oh, deociguous in these about 400 varieties all the figs on each tree behave as who get to the wasp bitch to pollinate these species a female fig wasp just a couple of millimeters long forces her way into a non-edible unripe male behaving fig where she lays her eggs in the flowers along the way her antennas snap and her wings are yanked from her body it's a tight squeeze says shanahan leaving her no way out her wingless male offspring mate with the winged female offspring yes they're sisters before using their huge jaws to chomp tunnels through the fig that will allow the ladies to leave but before she bids adieu that fertilizer female wasp collects pollen from the male flowers then she squeezes who gives a shit there's wasps and figs is all i'm saying it is a thing and the ones that don't have them are engineered by humans but most figs have a dead wasp inside them i rest my case um so noah likes dead wasps on her pizza (laughs) good to know um, my favorite pizza topping is also a combo, but because I'm a vegan, I can't add one of the things. Broccoli. Broccoli on pizza broccoli. is my favorite I fuck with thing broccoli. ever. Yeah. If you have that on your menu, I will eat your pizza. I, I will not eat a, a, the toppings of a pizza if it doesn't have broccoli involved. It's such an essential item. But I will say if I was still a, if I was a non-vegan, ricotta. Ricotta on a pizza, a ricotta dollop. 
Mm. Which, by the way, vegan ricotta, I'll just go there. Vegan ricotta on a pizza, the best mm. thing. I just love that creamy, like, oh, dollop. I love, like, a, a little little bulb of mm. of ricotta. It's so freaking good. Do you like it with and garlic? Garlic on pizza is good too, but I don't like bulbs of garlic. It's too much. It's just a. It looks like a little gusher of garlic, and it makes your <laughs> breath stink and your body sink for like days. Ricotta. Um, I learned that you can add it to any pasta, and that didn't hit me until I was forty-one years old. That you can yeah. you can make anything a lasagna, any kind of Italian it's dish. So creamy and it's you can light make anything and it's fluffy and it's so good. You don't have to wait for lasagna to but have ricotta. Put, even if you have cold ricotta in your yeah, like in anything. your refrigerator, and you get a pizza, just put some cold ricotta. Like that coolness on top of the hot pizza is delicious. Ricotta is so good. More ricotta. Right. I'm with More you there. More ricotta. More ricotta. Um, put it in your spaghetti. Put it on there. Put it anywhere. Put it on a, a, a turkey sandwich. Put it God. on something not Italian. Just We're not so on chicken. Hungry. Just don't wait till lasagna Just to have do ricotta. Not put it on your fucking chicken. Um, have you guys been going out to eat a lot recently, Andrew? Have you guys gone to any good places? You went to Sasha's. Uh, well, the other night doing shows, uh, Antonio Antonio's Tavarna, the one that's up on the hill that's like famous, brought it toasted ravs and like all toasted ravioli i i, I do enjoy a toasted rav it's a st it's, louis uh, tradition yeah it's a st louis tradition i i don't know if i like a ravioli with meat over cheese you know what i mean like or like other stuffing i only remember it. them having meat in them when yeah, I yeah they all have a meat. child Oh, okay. Yeah, they all have meat. I guess that's the other thing. I like the but, dusting of parm. I like a little uh, parm oh, dust. Oh, yeah, parm dust is solid. And then and I, I love a a red sauce. I always get red sauce on the side. I got broccolini this weekend, and I was just <sighs> dipping it, oh. like picking up by the stock and dipping it in the tomato sauce and going, ah, I'm just lowering it into my I mouth. It. it is like... I feel was, like that's oh. my problem with most pizza places. They do not put enough fucking sauce. I, I always ask more you, sauce. Do you ask for extra sauce? Even extra, well, I need that. Get ask. it on the side and yeah. order it extra sauce. I learned it from my dad. Get extra sauce on the pie, and then also get a little get sides of sauce if you're dining in. Like, gotta <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, you gotta it's get extra sauce. Dip Good in tip. That. I love sauce so much. Love dressing. Love, but I mean, I I love to say like I combine. I put things on top of salads all the time. Final thought: Chris and I went to br brunch yesterday, and this place. Had nothing for me. They had like vegan burritos. I don't really eat bread or carbs. Don't come at me about it. It's just a thing. I just don't. I would rather eat anything else than that. To like, it's just a. It just feels to me like a waste of food. Like I don't taste it enough. It's too dense. I want to eat like. I can eat like six plates of vegetables for one tortilla. I would rather eat vegetables. So because I like to consume mass quantities. So. I'm like, maybe I'll just eat the insides of this burrito. Oh, God, I'm so bummed. And then I saw that they had scrambles on the side. And then um, they had, like, I just made a plate of sides. I got two tofu scrambles with kale. Then I got some fake bacon. Then I got a side salad. So I have literally made this meal. I have four sides. And, I, and then 
the genius of just always getting a side salad and then getting sides and then you put it you all you mix it in the salad so i had a, a tofu scramble with kale mm. on top of a salad with tempeh bacon inside and i mixed it all together and i put sriracha and i put some of the salad dressing and it was just this big mash of deliciousness and i'm gonna go back there every day of my life because it was the best meal and i'm thinking uh-huh. about it right now it was so freaking good but i just no more shame about like i have to eat exactly what they give me or like i feel so scared of making adjustments like i am all for having a meal made of appetizers or just sides. i go to an italian restaurant i don't eat pasta and i start to freak out because i don't like pasta and i'm like everyone's gonna be mad at me and they're gonna think i'm like dieting i just don't want pasta for my dinner i get a bunch of fucking sides and then i get a side salad i have that fresh crunch with the cooked vegetable on top you have the crunch and you have the lightness then you have like the the oily like veg oh it's so good and then the red sauce that you can dip all over it it's so freaking good um being a vegan can be so fucking amazing and I, I love it. I love the food that I get to eat and like all the combinations I get to come up with. And oh, it's my mouth is watering. I'm so fucking yeah, hungry. So and fucking I don't know why right I now. already ate breakfast. Yeah. This is stupid. Ugh. I'm so yeah. hungry. Um, Chris, over the weekend, you know, I told you last week that he got um, I got that new like ring that is for self-defense. You know, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. The knife ring. Well, then Chris, on top of that, because I was telling him like. You know, I get scared running and he like really understood it. And I was like, and also this, you know, I, he feels like he like kind of drug me out here because it's his job that he's working on here. And so I think that he's like any kind of alarm I have, he wants to like assuage my fears. So he bought me a mace to wear. Oh, it matches. Yeah, it's pink, pink mace. It matches my ring. It matches the mic. Um, and I was so happy about it. And then a box arrived the next day, and it's another mace. And I go, what? You think I'm going to run out of mace? What's going on here? Like, you think I'm going to use? Why do I need two? And he's take like, it, take it. Take back. Take back. You have to so be said, careful. Like, because one for your bag. One for you to like, oh, is it? Sorry, we didn't get it. If you're, you, Sorry, Andrew. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap so. Oh, the mace with the, the oh. way the wind blows? Yes. Just be careful when you use it outside oh because God. it could just blow back in your you face. Spray your- Oh, I always I had a joke before that was like, I I can't use mace because I'll unless I can spray it and then have the criminal like walk through it like I do with perfume. (laughs) Like I never get perfume. I never spray in the right direction. However, this is the gel kind, which I've always been recommended is better Mm. than like the spray kind because the gel will be direct. Um, Oh, that shit shoots like hard. Like he also got me a armband that shoots off a insanely loud noise up to 130 decibel alarm heard up to a thousand feet, 300 meters away. So I am ready to be attacked at any time. So come at me. It's almost like that thing though. It's like, if you bring out all that, then you are going to get attacked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the secret, like, Oh, if I bring all this shit, like, if if I'm running without anything, maybe it's I'll less tell of a you chance. when I run without anything, I get really scared. Like when yeah. it starts to get like dark, I just start to get like I start to jump at the smallest thing. Like I just like someone asked me for direction. I was like, ah, and I like jump into a. I start fighting back. Like, but if I'm already have these things, I'm not. I just feel okay. And it's nice to like, when, you know, when I used to have the tiger lady and I would use that and go, be going to a parking lot and a little bit nervous, I just know I'm ready. Like is there's, uh, there's so many times I found myself as a woman where I'm like, I am not ready at all. I would, I would get, um, that's how I feel about knowing jujitsu and self-defense. I know. I wish I wanted to learn that stuff, but I don't. I just can't wait for you to get your pink AR-15. 
It's so true. Everything. Oh, here's the Amazon guy now. I mean, does Amazon sell guns? I guess they can't, but they they would if they could. Oh, for Um, sure. I'm sure in some states, maybe. Yeah. I don't Um, know. I'll try to get one. Maybe I get one here. I watched the last Dahmer. Did you guys? Did you watch that yet, Andrew? Wait, no, no, you haven't. The last, the last episode, episode of Dahmer. Didn't you watch the last episode? I did watch Andrew, the last episode last? of Dahmer. Yeah, first yeah. and last. Bookended Wait, that's it. so weird that you watched Green the pepper, last one. Green pepper pepperoni, yeah. Yeah, we watched it the, the, the other night and uh, Andrew, uh, Chris fell asleep um, as you we were watching it. So I had to like, you know, live his death alone. But I was so scared. Um, it was really good and interesting. I just think that series is so well done. And I'm sad it's funny because like, it was great. I and it opened only... with John Wayne Gacy. The, the last episode is John Wayne Gacy. Oh, uh, yeah. I also I watched like, like so the first the first ep and then the, the last one. So like him dying at the end, like I, I felt sad because like yeah. I didn't watch all his murders. Yeah. So like uh, I was, you know what I mean? Like I was just like, why is this poor guy who found religion getting murdered? Yeah, you know? like, he just seemed like so interesting. He wanted to sweep and I mean, I thought got, his dad yeah. was like the most sympathetic character of the whole thing. It was so sad to me. Like and how and I cried when his dad said he forgave him. It's, mm-hmm. That is what oh, yeah, I think. That's yeah, the feat yeah. of that show is that it's a, you're able to find humanity in this person that was like not a, had no remorse or like no decency it, for someone who was not really human, but who really like that's what John or you know um, Dahmer is in jail when John Wayne Gacy gets caught and they're comparing the two and he's like I don't think I'm anything like him. This guy, he won't admit to what he did. I admitted yeah. everything. He's saying that it's a lie. I say I I did it all. And it's like, that is that is unfortunate. You can kind of see the sadness in him of like, why am I this way? I really couldn't help but be like this. And even Niecy Nash's character is like, I know that he it's some, there's something wrong with his brain and that he couldn't help it, but I can't help but hate him. I hate him and I want pain to happen to him. And it is, there was something I liked about it because I'm a big advocate of there's no free will and people that, you know, act in these heinous ways really don't have a choice. They're always going to do it. They're like, if you had their brain, you would do it too. You would do everything that these people did. Um, If you had Dahmer's brain, you would have Dahmer. There's nothing, if you had his life, his family, (laughs) if you grew up like him, you would have done the exact, there's nothing that you would have done differently. It's like, like. It's just because he was given that brain and you were given yours and it's easy for us to go, how could he do that? It's like, but you don't. So I owe it ever since reading Free Will by Sam Harris, I've felt that way about any kind of criminal, any kind of person. I still get mad at people and go, how could they do that? But I can always kind of get to the place of like, well, it's it's not their fault. They were just, ha- I'm just lucky I didn't have that brain to to post that clip of me doing terrible crowd work. <laughs> like, it's not their fault that they think that's a good idea, <laughs> you know? But, um, but I thought this show actually like uncovered that and gave people a little insight into their not being free will and that no one really has a choice in the matter of things, which is a sensitive subject, I know. We have to go. Um, we're going to be here all week. This is just the beginning of the show. I'm going to Atlanta on... Wednesday to shoot a show on Thursday and then I'm going to be on the road. Um, but we'll, I'm going to be in LA until December living my life here out in Santa Monica. I went and viewed a house yesterday to or a condo that was re- next to the Airbnb I'm staying at to just tour around and look inside and just, you know, starting to think about the future, but buying a house, I just, I don't think I can do it. It just seems like too much money and you're responsible for everything. And I just, I, I, 
I don't know. I, I don't understand why people buy houses or have kids. I'm, <laughs> I wish Taylor Swift had a thing about not buying houses too, a song about that. About, it's easier with a landlord. Well, she buys the house. That's the That would be the song. She bought, she, you know what I mean? She has oh, the yeah. money well, to There buy is a house. house where she goes, and then it was bought by me, where she's talking about a house. <laughs> so that is <laughs> ironic that you said that. It's called The Last Great American Dynasty, if you want to look at it. Okay, guys, we'll be talking Taylor Swift all this week. If you have any questions specifically about that, I'd love to answer them on the show. Oh, I didn't get to uh, the controversial moment in the anti-hero video where she stands on a scale and it says fat uh people are freaking out about it we'll talk about it tomorrow on the show i'll give you my hot take thank you so much for listening to the show don't be cool. and jack antonoff is a producer on i was gonna Nights. say antonoff too i swear Man. Um, but i couldn't think of his last name i was just gonna say the guy from bleachers <laughs> looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.